As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. To quote former President George W. Bush, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, uh, uh, the point is you're not going to fool me again. That was his variation on a theme. We locked down for what, eight months, nine months. Then the virus was supposed to be going away. We flattened the curve. Everything was getting better. We had these multiple vaccines. And now the politicians want to shut us down again. Some people have had enough. One Michigan business owner has, has so given up on these politicians that he interrupted a local newscast to get his message out for what he thinks the American people should be doing. The details on why the judge said no. Tavarius, is everything okay? Okay. My government leaders have abandoned me. Are you are you the owner? Four trillion dollars of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on. Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money, they gave it to special campaign donors, they gave it to special interests, they abandoned me, and they have put me in a position where I have to fight back, okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen, there was enough money to give every family, every family in this country $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay? Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. Dave Morris, Michigan business owner, more American than just about anybody in this country. Certainly more American than the elected people who are trying to shut us down again. Wake up, stand up, be free. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to our first Friday show. We are now five days a week, and we're very excited because we're going to be going to radio as well starting in January. So we're just getting in the spirit of things. I know Ben Shapiro was very upset that I'm getting a fifth show, but it does mean I'm doing 25% more work. (laughs) So so, uh, it's a good time to be doing it anyway, because so much is going on, especially with the presidential race. There are people who tell you this is absolutely over and Trump's got to concede right now, and that is simply not the case. My favorite comment from yesterday is from Old Schooled, who says, Biden says, build back better. Biden also says that he's going to appoint all the same shriveled up cronies who destroyed things the first time. This is true. This is the point. What build back better, which is this creepy phrase that now all of the establishmentarians all around the West are reciting, all around the world really, are reciting, is a, a, a way to put back into place the liberal world order, the liberal establishment that President Trump threw out of whack for a few years. Then they struck back and they tried to, one, spy on him in 2016. Then they tried to overturn that election through the bureaucracy. Now it seems there's a lot of shenanigans in 2020. 
What it means is a reassertion of the global, or it's called globalism or globalization, this liberal empire that takes power away from people, takes sovereignty away from nations, takes the constitutional order away from our day-to-day living and replaces it with bureaucratic technocracy, build back better. But it's the same thing that they've been foisting on us for decades. And the question is, are we going to stand up to it? You know, they want to, they want to lock you indoors. They want to make sure that you, you can never leave. (laughs) They, They actually do. They now want to prevent you from going outside. My friend, Nick Searcy, in uh, LA, the international film and television star, Nick Searcy, uh, just the other day posted a video where he said, I'm on an illegal walk. They don't want me to go outside. Well, if you want to get outside, I would highly recommend Rad Power Bikes. Whether you want a new way to get around town or out in nature, even with the kids in tow, you've got to get Rad Power Bikes, a cross between a traditional bike and a moped. But here's the key, unlike a moped, does not require a special driver's license. You can go up to 20 miles per hour without pedaling, so you can get out and about without getting sweaty. Rad Power Bikes are affordable. Most e-bikes are in the $3,000 range. Rad Power Bikes start at just $999, and most are under $1,500. If you have questions, this is truly shocking in this day and age. Rad Power Bikes has dedicated U.S.-based customer support. They're there for you when you need them. Makes the perfect gift for someone who loves being active and outdoors. I'm so pleased that I can get outdoors a little, a little bit more now, especially that I'm in Tennessee and things aren't quite as locked down. But it's a great way to get out, a great way to commute, and a great way to go out and have some fun. For a limited time, Rad Power Bikes is offering flexible financing for as low as 0% APR plus free shipping. Bikes are going super fast. Make sure you get your order in right away. You do that by texting Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, to 64,000. You'll get free shipping. Text Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, to 64,000. What is that name? Knowles to 64,000. The people mandating the lockdowns do not believe that the lockdowns are necessary for one's health, and they are not afraid of the virus at all. We've seen this again and again and again. The people who are forcing business owners like Dave Morris to lose their livelihoods and their businesses, and they're forcing everyone not to see their family and their friends, and they're forcing everyone to waste months and months and months of their lives, do not fear the virus. They just want you to fear the virus, but they don't. Their behavior patently contradicts it. Nancy Pelosi, not wearing masks, violating the salon orders. Gavin Newsom, not wearing masks, seeing lots and lots of his friends, close contact, indoor restaurant at a fancy place with a Michelin rating. On and uh, Chris Cuomo. The list goes on. There's a new one now. Steve Adler. This is my favorite one. Steve Adler, the mayor of Austin. So he's in Texas, right? But he's the mayor of the bluest city in Texas. And Steve Adler has a very important message for everybody, which is he can't go outside you got to stay home. We need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. This is not the time to, to relax. Not the time to relax. Unless you are like Steve Adler, who filmed and broadcast that video, I kid you not, from his vacation in Cabo. He made it to that vacation by flying a private jet with friends of his, very close contact with those friends many, many, many miles from home. Eight family members and guests on that private jet to this foreign place while he tells you to stay home. He doesn't need to stay home. Why would he need to stay home? 
See, you need to stay home because that will help public health. Forget about private health. No one, no one who is healthy is worried about this virus because the survival rate is extraordinarily high. But he is worried about the, the public ramifications, meaning the political ramifications, meaning taking power, enforcing his will while he violates it himself. Are we going to get more of this if Joe Biden does ascend to the presidency? Well, Joe Biden has a plan for his first hundred days, and it's a simple plan. You have to wear your masks. My inclination, uh, Jake, is on the first day I'm inaugurated to say I'm going to ask the public for 100 days to mask. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever, 100 days. And I think we'll see a significant reduction if we occur that, if that occurs with vaccinations and masking to drive down the numbers considerably. Come on, it's just 100 days. Hey, come on, it's not a big deal. Come on, just put the donut on your head. Come on, just hop up and down on one foot. It's not a big deal. What's the big deal? Just do the thing that I'm arbitrarily concocting and that I've been telling you now for months and months is only going to last a few days longer. Just do it. And even though there have been multiple studies that show that the way that this particular uh, practice is put into effect uh, doesn't really do all that much for for people's individual health, uh, just do it anyway. What's the big deal? Now, (laughs) Joe Biden is now saying 100 days. We were told the lockdowns were going to be 15 days. And I'm beginning to think that Democrat days, they're kind of like dog years. You know, they're just, we're, we hear day and we think that means 24 hours, but it's different. The Democrats are on a different timeline. So for instance, 15 days to slow the spread is a year. Turns out that's going to be about a year. So if 15 days is one year, then 100 days by my calculations is six and two thirds years. So we will be into what the second Harris administration at that point. And then I assume there'll be the third and the fourth and the fifth Harris administrations after that, because there's not going to be any reason that we're going to elect Republicans because the Democrats want to end the filibuster and they want to add new states and they want to create a permanent majority at the national level. There is some good news on this front though, on both the election front and the COVID front. A a judge is now saying that LA County health officials need to justify the lockdown. You'll remember, just like this Austin mayor, the LA County supervisor said, I'm shutting down restaurants. It is not safe to go to restaurants, even outside. Two hours later, she goes to Santa Monica and has dinner at a restaurant because the rules don't apply to her. So this judge is now saying the LA County health officials need to justify the lockdown. If they want a three-week ban on outdoor dining, that is going to put a lot of business owners out of business. Friend of mine works at a restaurant in LA. This restaurant spent something like $100,000 turning their, their outdoor area into a place where you can dine. $100,000 now down the drain. For what margins? They were already going to be losing money. Now for what? It's going to put them out of business. Judge says you need some evidence to justify it. The police state, you know, the, the, the local officials have this police power during emergencies. But it's not an, a limitless police power. You need to justify these actions. And what, what these people are doing right now is not justifiable. At this point, after all that we have learned about the virus and the lockdowns and the liars who have pushed this nonsense on us, 
I think that people should disobey every single lockdown rule as much as humanly possible. I understand it's not possible to disobey the rules all of the time. You can't get on an airplane, for instance, unless you've got at least a mask sort of on. Is it right? Okay, I understand that. And by the way, if people feel that they want to do something to protect themselves and they have some probably neurosis, but maybe a legitimate concern about it, okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. But the rules themselves, you should disobey them all the time. If all of us disobey these stupid rules, then these sociopath politicians who do not think the rules matter at all for them and who do not fear the virus at all, they would have to stop because they would be shown to be powerless. They'd be shown to be totally impotent. They would uh, give up. Very, very important thing. We need to go out there. We need to be healthy. We need to go get some sunshine. We need to go back to living our lives, seeing one another again, being social, looking at each other's smiles, stop muzzling our faces all the time. We need to go out there and be well. By the way, if you are interested in wellness, you should check out forhims.com, which is all about men's wellness. If you need help with ED, hair loss, or have a cold, if you're interested in mental health or COVID-19 home tests, Hims is here for you. Through Hims, you can get a prescription medication that treats ED, real science, real solutions to ED. Hims makes it easy. Hims connects you with a licensed medical professional online who can prescribe FDA-approved prescription medication to treat something that a lot of men have and struggle with, and there is a way out of it. You get the same active ingredient as that expensive little pill, but without the expensive price tag. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history, and a provider will confidently review it. If approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging, shipping is free. Why live with this problem when the solution can be so, so simple? I know a lot of people, they just don't, they don't want to talk about it. They don't, you know, it's a problem that's sort of, uh, some guys just feel uncomfortable with. Well, you can get a solution today. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash Michael for your free visit. That is forhims.com slash Michael, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com slash M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. Remember that is forhims.com slash Michael. Speaking of good rulings from judges, not on the COVID front, but on the presidential race, a Georgia judge has approved a forensic examination of the voting machines. So there have been questions about these voting machines. The theories about what could have happened go all the way up to the level that there's some international conspiracy and the votes were changed. But some of the theories are also more modest, just that there were individual issues with these voting machines. And those individual issues would be enough to change possibly the election in a state. So for so long, the media have been saying, no, this is ridiculous. No, there could be no problems with electronic voting. No, there's no way that they're connected to the internet, even though they probably are connected to the internet. No, it's not a big deal. Move on, move on, certify the election. Well, this judge, District Judge Timothy Batten Sr. issued the order uh, saying, no, uh, do not reset the Dominion election systems. Do not wipe the machines. We need to have a forensic audit. Now, what's going on in the counting process and the recounting process. Well, Georgia 
also now has to rescan 12,000 ballots. The Georgia Republican Party chairman, David Schaefer, said on Wednesday night, Fulton County is going to rescan a whole 12,000 batch of ballots uh, because of, quote, unexplained technical problems. Unexplained technical problems. Uh, Fulton County Commissioner Liz Hausman alerted David that Fulton County is, is uh, redoing this, this count. Uh, Republican monitors have then been uh, sent out to the tabulation center. But David Schaefer in, in the GOP of Georgia has been sounding the alarm on this for a month now or more. There were legitimate concerns over fraud. There is a lot of evidence that there was fraud in Georgia. 12,000 votes be, being rescanned. What's the margin in Georgia right now separating Biden and Trump? 12,000. Yikes. That's not good. Do we have any other evidence of fraud? Yes, we do. Some video footage from the election centers came out yesterday. Fulton County sent the poll watchers home at 10.30 p.m. on election night. They said, sorry, you got to get out of here. We're going to stop counting now. So anyone trying to make sure we don't mess around with the ballots, go home. The Republican officials, the, the poll watchers generally, go home. But a smaller group of election officials stuck around the counting center. And they didn't just stick around for 10 minutes and get their coats. They stuck around for hours. They stuck around for a minimum of two hours. We have this on video. They tabulated 3,000 ballots per hour per voting machine. And there were multiple voting machines. You can see people going out underneath tables, wheeling out boxes of ballots. After we were told they were going to stop counting, after the poll watchers went home. This sort of thing is the fraud. I'm not saying it's even enough fraud to swing the vote. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Sure stinks to high heaven. But the mere act of doing this is the fraud. Huge questions in Georgia. 12,000 votes separate the race. You got 3,000 votes per hour per machine in multiple machines in just this one place. Goodness gracious. How are we supposed to have faith in our election system? Especially in Georgia, which you may recall, I forget if it was on this show or in another interview, I did express fears that there would be these kinds of shenanigans in Georgia, specifically in Georgia, before the election. All of that means there is absolutely no reason whatsoever to concede the presidential race before the legal process plays out. Not one. I am very, very supportive of pursuing every single legal process to flip this race back to President Trump. However, we also need to take a look at what else is going on in Georgia, namely this uh, runoff election for that, that will end up determining who controls the U.S. Senate. There is a lawyer who I suppose is a pro-Trump lawyer, Lynn Wood, who is down in Georgia saying that Republicans should not vote in the Senate runoff. Where's Kelly Loeffler here? Where's David Perdue? He ought to be standing right here. Those two people want your vote, then they ought to tell you what we're... Get a special session of the legislature now. Do not be fooled twice. This is Georgia. We ain't dumb. We're not going to go vote on January 5th in another machine made by China. You're not going to fool Georgians again. If Kelly Loeffler wants your vote, if David Perdue wants your vote, they've got to earn it. 
They've got to demand publicly, repeatedly, consistently. Brian Kemp, call a special session of the Georgia legislature. And if they do not do it, if Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue do not do it, they have not earned your vote. Don't you give it to them. Okay, I'll say one nice thing about Linwood before I say some not very nice things. I, I do like that when people go out and use political leverage and they actually use it to affect their political ends, especially if those are good political ends, I understand that. And that's what he's doing. He's giving a stump speech and saying, we want a special session of the legislature and we want Loeffler and Purdue to come out here and take part in this. Loeffler and Purdue probably are not going to do that because they want to play it a little safer because they've got to focus on their races, not the presidential race. So that's the disagreement. And Linwood is saying, come on, come, come out here and defend Trump. Okay, fair enough. Here are the other issues. Lynn Wood is apparently a Democrat. Uh, Lynn Wood has not voted in a GOP primary in 16 years. Uh, Eric Erickson just discovered that in 2008, Lynn Wood contributed 2,300 bucks to Barack Obama. In the presidential cycle before that, he gave 250 bucks to John Edwards, another Democrat. Uh, Wood voted in the Abrams, the Stacey Abrams primary in 2018. Uh, and he did not vote in Donald Trump's primary in 2016. So, okay, maybe he had a change of heart. Maybe he's totally on the Trump train now, or he's totally conservative or whatever. could be the case. However, he is a Democrat and that is worth keeping in mind when you listen to his political advice. The the way that I see this being uh, debated right now among conservatives is you have some people who are saying, yes, absolutely. That's right. Support Trump, don't vote in Georgia. And then you've got some other people in the conservative movement who are saying, hey, listen, give up on Trump. We should concede the race, but you do have to vote in Georgia. And I, I just don't understand why people are not capable of doing two things at once in politics. Namely, don't give up the presidential race. Keep pursuing the legal process on the presidential race. Don't concede an inch until the constitutional process has played out. And preserve control of the Senate for the Republicans. Is this because I have some special love of David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler? No, I don't, I don't dislike them either. Uh, They're fine. They're Republican senators. It's not really about them. Well, is it because I love Mitch McConnell so much? No, I mean, cocaine Mitch does a pretty good job. You know, he gave us a lot of judges and, you know, He's really good at just screaming while holding automatic weapons and just saying, say hello to my little friend and all that kind of thing. I do like his character in politics, but it's not, it's not just that. It's because I know what the Democrats are going to do if they get a Senate majority. If Democrats get a Senate majority, especially if they get the White House, they've promised to end the filibuster. That I think is almost guaranteed. They've promised to add another state to the country. I'm not saying that's guaranteed because that would be a big deal, but they would be totally on board for it. And it would give them very likely a permanent majority. And then they've threatened to pack the court. And you've got guys like Joe Manchin. He's basically the last semi-moderate Democrat in America. Joe Manchin says, I will not pack the court. Well, okay. I don't really give a damn that you're not going to pack the court if you are going to give Democrats a permanent majority by adding a state to the union. So what about the court? We've already lost the, <laughs> we've already lost the country at the national level. So what do I care? Yeah, add 10 million judges to the court. We already don't have 
political recourse at the national level at that point. So you've got to pay attention to that too. Why can't we do both? Why do, why do we, how come either way this breaks out, do we have to behave like half Democrats? I don't understand that. I don't, I don't see any, for the very same reason that I see no reason to concede this presidential election. I see no reason to be conciliatory here and say, let's give the, let's give the Senate to the Democrats. I understand the frustration and the idea that it's a rigged system, but the way to guarantee that we're not going to have any justice in this is to throw our hands up. Then you can't, you can't blame it on fraud. They'll, they'll just say, well, you didn't vote. That's what they'll point to. That's what the left will point to. I, I understand the frustration, but we should not cut off our nose to spite our face. We should try very hard on the Trump front. We should try very hard on the Senate front. A Biden administration with a Democratic Senate would be ruinous. Even just a Biden administration would be absolutely terrible. There are appointees that Joe Biden is looking at who are modeling their education policies on communist China. Our country is is being confronted right now with perils the likes of which we've never seen before. As the great Edmund Burke put it, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. If you want to help preserve America, well, we still can, then maybe you should consider joining AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, the fastest growing conservative group in America. Joining AMAC gives you access to money-saving benefits, cutting-edge news, and a great bi-monthly magazine. But more importantly, AMAC fights for you. A socialist storm is a Bruin. If you care about our future, then join AMAC today. Over 2 million conservatives have already joined AMAC. Stand with AMAC by joining right now. Go to amac.us slash Knowles, Canada View L-E-S. That is A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Knowles. The benefits of AMAC membership are great, but the cause is even greater. Join amac.us forward slash Knowles to join with a lot of other like-minded American citizens who have accumulated wisdom, who understand the perils that our country is facing right now, and who want to stand up and stay free and fight, just like our friend over in Michigan said, amac.us slash Knowles. The, uh, the Biden education transition leader, you know, Joe Biden, because he's already named himself the president-elect, has this transition team, and he gives speeches from the vaunted office of the president-elect. So he has this transition leader, Stanford University professor Linda Darling Hammond. She's president of the California State Board of Education now heading the education transition team. She has praised the Chinese Communist Party's education system for its, quote, magical work. China, you'll know, has an education system, but probably what China is better known for is its re-education system, its foisting of ideology on people, of a radical ideology that is uh, creating our largest geopolitical adversary our biggest enemy abroad. She says it's magical, right? If you get a Joe Biden presidency, we are going to see a, a radical takeover of and a radical transformation of our institutions, but also you're going to see the U.S. go much easier on China. Already, people are downplaying China's very evil actions. Nike, well, we talked about this yesterday, Nike is trying to let China keep using slave labor. People even seem to forget that China unleashed this stupid virus upon the world that gave politicians a pretext 
to destroy our institutions, upend our lives, destroy our livelihoods, and take away our civil rights. People forget that it was China. Actually, what the environmentalists say is that this is the world healing. Do you remember that meme from months ago? They say, oh, the virus was just a, a, it was a reaction of mother nature uh, to our sins against the climate. And now we're all stuck indoors and weeds are growing up on sidewalks. And that's, oh, that's nature healing. The world is going back to normal. It was funny when the riots came to Los Angeles uh, later on in the summer, you had Korean business owners in K-Town going back to the rooftops with their rifles like they did during the 1990s riots. And that was another part of it. They said, oh, yes, nature is healing. The, the Koreans are returning to the rooftops. We are the virus. <laughs> well, Prince Harry is spouting the same environmentalist nonsense. Prince Harry is, is saying that, quote, Mother Nature has sent us to our rooms for bad behavior to really take a moment and think about what we've done. He said this to Water Bear, which I guess is some environmental outlet. A reminder that Prince Harry pollutes more than just about any other private citizen by a lot, by a long shot. That's actually part of why he left the royal family to follow whatever his wife wanted to do is because he was getting a lot of negative press because he would say one thing about environmentalism and then he would take private jets and live in houses that cost $14 million, even as a private citizen, and obviously have a much larger impact on the natural environment than any of us do. Because for liberal elites, they do not need to practice what they preach. They don't even need to pretend to practice what they preach. AOC, oh my gosh, did she prove this. AOC has a shop and she sells merchandise. So at shop.ocasiocortez.com, AOC, the socialist darling of America, is selling a tax the rich sweatshirt for just about 60 bucks. Tax the rich, but you have to be rich to buy the shirt. And the people who support AOC tend to be pretty rich because she is uh, not just a representative from New York and the federal government. She is in a way a priestess of the fashionable liberal policy that is taken for religion by a great many people. Other merch you can buy. It's a new deal, a new a Green New Deal mug for 27 bucks. You can get a drink water and don't be racist t-shirt, okay, for 27 bucks. You can get a cancel student debt t-shirt for 27 bucks. If you're buying $27 t-shirts, probably you don't have a lot of student debt, or you do, and you're just hoping that somebody will pay your debts for you. You can buy an abolish ice hat, for 28 bucks. And then I love, this is my favorite one, social, economic, racial justice sweatshirt, 65 bucks. That is magnificent. Daily Wire, actually. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Somebody on our team came up with this new Daily Wire sweatshirt that they're selling. And it says, insert woke slogan here, or something to that effect in, in the same font as AOC's. And we're selling it for cheaper than she was, like 10 or 20 bucks cheaper. So anyway, you can go over to dailywire.com right now. And we're selling those. I, to me, that's a much more beautiful uh, sweatshirt. This is a group of people who, who are foisting an ideology on the rest of us that they do not believe themselves, whether it's AOC or whether it's the politicians with the lockdowns. This is a cynical strategy employed by hypocrites and, and a lot of politicians throughout history. 
there's nothing new about that, but we have absolutely no obligation to go along with that. The, the politicians foisting these mandates on us have made it clear they don't believe it. They are not living in fear of the virus. Remember President Trump came out and said, don't live in fear of the virus. And the entire liberal establishment came out and said, yes, you should be afraid. Curl up in your room. Don't see your family. Stay home. Let us destroy the economy and take away your civil rights. I don't think there was much of an argument to do that, even if the virus were as bad as everyone was saying it is, even if it were as deadly. And it's obviously not. The, the survival rates are much, 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 much higher than the liberal elites have been letting on to people. But if it were, if it were legitimate, maybe there's some argument, you know, in some crazy extreme circumstance, but there isn't an argument now. These people don't believe it. You should stop heeding these stupid lockdowns. You should stop keeping your business closed. You should stop wearing that stupid mask in public all the time. You should, if you, if you want to behave with prudence and responsibility, then yeah, exercise your faculties of prudence. And you know, if you, if you really think that putting on the cloth mask is going to help you in certain narrow circumstances, okay, fine, whatever. But as a public matter, these lockdowns are completely preposterous. You should disobey them all the time, as much as humanly possible. You should wake up, stand up, and be free. One thing, when I, when I think about what it means to be an American, I think it means exercising our wonderful uh, political traditions. I think it means having some confidence. I think it means having a healthy love of freedom, not in the idea of licentiousness or some radical individualism, but freedom in, really in the American context that we have been granted by our forebears and the wonderful institutions they brought. And I think it means eating a lot of delicious food whenever we want. And that's why I love my power air fryer. You know, I'm very, very, very excited to talk about the Power XL air fryer grill. You can replace eight kitchen appliances with the Power XL. It's an air fryer, a grill, a rotisserie, confection oven, pizza oven, griddle, deep fryer, toaster oven, all in one. The Power XL cooks with hot air, not oil. So you can cook healthier with up to 70% fewer calories. Uh, you can cook for the entire family. It fits over four times more food than a traditional air fryer and cooks much faster to save you time. I used my delicious air fryer last night. We made chicken fingers and sweet potato french fries. It was absolutely fabulous. We loved it. It was just me and sweet little Elise and a bunch of very delicious food. I got a ton of accessories, nonstick grill plate, crisper tray, baking pan, dip drip tray, oven rack. They are all dishwasher safe, so cleanup is super easy. It is almost as though these guys sat down and thought about all the problems with cooking appliances and decided to start solving them. That is why this is the number one brand of air fryers in the U.S. The Power XL air fryer comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Right now, they have an exclusive offer just for the holiday season. If you go to trypowerxl.com, use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, you will receive 10% off plus free shipping and a free cookbook. Go to trypowerxl.com, use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. One last time, for this holiday deal, it's trypowerxl.com. Use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Also, head on over at dailywire.com. You can get our Christmas ornaments and have all your, all your favorite Daily Wire hosts hanging from your tree. They're very fun. And they were made, by the way. They were designed by a Daily Wire all-access elite member. Text CHRISTMAS to 83400 to get your tree decorated. We'll be right back with the mailbag.
I'm running late on the mailbag as usual, so we will fly through it. First question from Veronica. Okay, Mike, let's settle the porn question. I see so many people in the chat saying porn should be banned, and this is a very silly view that I'd like to address. My main argument is that it, it does no good to ban porn if mainstream movies and TV are pornographic. I'm going to obviously disagree with you here, Veronica, I think, but let's keep going. Would you agree that porn itself is not as much of a problem as the mainstreaming of it? It is one thing for people to look at porn in shame and secret. It is another for people to openly watch graphic sex on TV with friends and family acting like it's normal. I think the latter is worse for our culture than the former, and another Hays Code would do us more good than a porn ban. Ideally, it would be better if nobody looked at or participated in porn. But we don't live in Candyland. We live in reality. We need real-world solutions. What are your thoughts? Thanks for your time, and so happy you have a Friday show now. Thank you, Veronica. I appreciate it. You make a very good point here. I disagree with your top line point, but I agree with all the individual points you're making. What you're saying is the culture is so pornographic. You know, we have Game of Thrones or whatever and, uh, and, and things that are actually much more pornographic even than that. And so it doesn't matter if you've got some naughty websites on the internet because if the culture is going to be so licentious, then it doesn't matter anyway. I don't think that's true. I think, I think it, it, it can be the case that these are all problems. And if you can fix one of those problems, that would be a very good thing. I do think they're different in kind also. I, I just think the ubiquity and total deregulation just about of high-speed porn everywhere, you know, on any kid who has a cell phone is accessing this all the time, that, that is a big problem and you, you can regulate it. Now, I, I do agree with you. I think an outright ban is probably impossible. And I, actually, there are arguments from, uh, from St. Augustine and St. Thomas Aquinas of all people, who were in a way defending legal prostitution, not because it's okay to go to prostitutes or I guess supposed to look at porn, but just because, as you say, we don't live in candy land. There are, uh, this is the way societies have always existed. There's probably some kind of reason for that. If you can contain the problem, then that might be a more practical and prudent solution than an outright ban, which might be impractical and might have outsized effects. I'm fine with that. I, th I, th I think that's okay. I think it's important for conservatives to be realistic about how to work in the world. But what I would favor, if you're saying that the two options here are be totally fine with high-speed porn and uh, go for an outright ban, what I'm saying is why don't we just heavily regulate porn? There's no, there's no conservative argument against that. We, we already have laws against obscenity. Before the internet, we had strict regulations on porn everywhere in the country. So why don't we just apply that to the internet as well? I am totally fine with that. I think this is a major problem. It's a, it's a, obviously a moral problem. It's also a public health problem to use the fashionable phrase. When you've got kids who get hooked on this stuff from a very young age, which is in this day and age, is basically every young man then they're going to have lots of problems in the future, personal problems and political problems, public problems, because you've got this vice that, that spreads like wildfire. You, you don't need to be totally puritanical to say this is a problem, it doesn't benefit anybody, and we've got to try to fix that problem. It doesn't sound perfectly ideologically pure, but I think that's the prudent solution. And prudence is not just a virtue generally, but a virtue that conservatives have long understood. And the ones who don't understand that now need to get on the program. From Michael. Hey, Michael, since you're a guitar player, who do you think is the greatest guitar player of all time? I've heard many people speculate it could be Jimi Hendrix, Angus Young, Eddie Van Halen, Eric Clapton. Just wondering what your thoughts were on this subject. Thanks. 
Django Reinhardt. No doubt. No question. From Leo. Hey, Michael. Came for Ben. Stayed for Knowles. Could you expand on the fraud allegations? The numbers for Biden seem too unlikely to be true, and some of the voter turnouts are just through the roof. As the last host not to concede, I would like your input. Great to have you five days a week. Thank you very much. I, I agree. I, I have lots of skepticism about this election in very specific places. And I've, we've talked about it on the show a fair bit. The brilliant thing that the Democrats did in this election is by completely changing the way that the election is conducted for the first time in America, having widespread unsolicited mail-in votes, which I think are absolutely illegitimate and in some places are explicitly unconstitutional, like in Pennsylvania. But by doing that, you make, it, you make it such that you can't compare the turnout in this election to previous elections. Because what's turnout? It's supposed to be, what, 72 million for Trump and uh, 7 zillion for Joe Biden or something at this point? They're going to keep counting those votes in Georgia? Well, it actually is possible, whatever they say, 72 and 80 or whatever million votes. It is possible, even though those numbers are much higher than last time, you've got a completely different system. So if last time you basically had to show up to the polls to vote, and this time you can do it from your couch and everybody and their cousin gets a, a ballot mailed directly to them, whether they request it or not, well, now we have n- nothing to compare it to. It's completely apples and oranges. And I suspect that's why the Democrats pushed for that system. Because if there were shenanigans, then you would have no frame of reference. It's very dispiriting. I'm pleased to see that, that the G- Georgia judges at least are starting to take this seriously. I think we need to keep fighting. From Tammy, people keep saying if Biden wins the election, then there will be a red tsunami in 2022 for Congress. If Biden pulls this off, how could we ever have faith in the voting system again? Yeah, I I think that's a fair question. Uh, uh, People aren't going to have a ton of faith. I will say there is fraud in every single election. So the idea that there were some fraudulent votes this time is, it's not just a theory. That's guaranteed. (laughs) We know, we know that for a fact. The question is, was the fraud widespread enough to, to, uh, throw the election. Maybe it was, maybe it isn't. You know, the, the most e- extreme theories of fraud here involve, you know, the, the deep state and the CIA or whatever. Okay. I, you, you don't need that. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I haven't spoken with Langley in quite some time, but I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of evidence that that happened. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. What, I, what I'm saying is put those extreme fanciful theories aside just look at what's right in front of you. I think sometimes the extreme theories are used to distract us from what's right in front of us. Widespread unsolicited mail-in ballots are intrinsically vulnerable to fraud. The New York Times admitted this in 2012. I don't need theories about the CIA to to know with, with certainty that this is a bad election system that is open to fraud that even the liberals agreed with us on eight years ago. How do we have faith in that? We've got to fight the unsolicited mail-in ballots. And I fear that the Democrats have, have brought them and they're here to stay. The other issue is if, if the Democrats do get a unified government for the next two years and the filibuster add Puerto Rico, there you go. There's your permanent majority. A lot to be fighting for right now. From Arun, dear Dr. Kofefe, as a physicist, I can confirm that your description of Schrodinger's cat thought experiment accurately represented the concept of quantum superposition to a level that I would not expect from a Yale history major. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really good at following the Wikipedia trails all the way down so I can at least learn the phrases. Uh, dare I say there was more scientific truth in your explanation than there is peacefulness at a mostly peaceful protest. If President-elect Trump and President-elect Biden are indeed two 
eigenstates of the same quantum system. Can you give us a hint as to which state has a higher energy? Well, I, I do know, and I say this with all of my scientific expertise, that President Trump has dragon energy. And so because he has dra- he and Kanye West both have dragon energy because of that fact, I think the winner has to, has, of, of that particular question has to go to Trump. From Jeffrey, to my favorite Maddow impersonator, or is she impersonating you? and purveyor of Kofefe. Recently, there has been a lot of visibility with the Pope and various other leaders in the Catholic Church espousing or at least tolerating views that are directly contrary to the word of God and the catechism. For example, the ordaining of a transgender priest in February. Uh, Hold on, I've got to pause here. That did not happen. That is fake news. I, I looked up this story when it started floating around the internet. Uh, there's some heretical fake Catholic sect of priestesses or something that pretend that they're priests and they ordained, ordained, quote unquote, some person of unknown sex or sexual identity. But that, that's not real. The Catholic church has, has not ordained a transgender priest. Uh, but there are problems, as you say, offering communion to abortionists like Joe Biden, which, which cardinals have said they'll do. And in fact, elevating one who has done so, Pope Francis, supporting BLM. The grammar is a little confusing there, but uh, there, there are plenty of criticisms that people have made of Pope Francis. My question is this, what should faithful Christians do when church leadership is acting in such an unchristian way? Is there a process to impeach a bishop or hire? What will they do if they start feeling real pressure from within the congregations? At what point should it be said that the Catholic church is not acting with God's authority and the remnant should go to find or plant the truly faithful assembly? Well, you know, as a Catholic, I think that there will never be a time when when Christ abandons his church and that the church is particular and it's incarnational and it has a real line and thread that goes all the way back to the beginning. Uh, so that's that is the Catholic perspective and there so it actually may it allows you to rest easy a little bit because you don't have to constantly be worrying about okay is it is this new denomination or is this new denomination or is this the one or you know so uh, it but it doesn't relieve the frustration when the episcopacy does things that are very stupid and sometimes heretical. And there we've looked, we've had heretics who've been cardinals or popes even uh, in the history of the church. There, there is a, a great line from Hilaire Belloc, one of the great Catholic writers. And he said that as a Catholic, it is a, a matter of faith for him that he has to believe that the Catholic church is the church instituted by Christ with all this divine protection. But a piece of evidence that it's the real church for, for non-believers is that no other organization conducted with such knavish imbecility would have lasted a fortnight, much less 2,000 years. And that, that is sort of my view. It's, uh, when uh, bishops or cardinals or popes do stupid things, which is if not frequent, it happens, you know, a fair bit. Uh, we have to remember that the, these are human beings and that the Pope is not infallible except when he is. Infallibility is invoked, what, twice in the history of the church? So he can say plenty of fallible things and popes and bishops have, have done that before. One thing the faithful laity can do, though, is withhold their money. Give your money to your parish, keep the lights on, you know, keep, keep the church services going and the masses going and all that. But when the bishops have their pet projects and things like that, I don't give to those anymore. I, I don't think the bishops have earned the credibility for, uh, to ask us to give to those things over the past few years. And so I don't give to those. And I think that uh, the more that the bishops have idol, Pachamama idols and all sorts of madness, uh, the less that we're going to give. And that's one way that we can uh, 
get our point across because money talks <laughs> in, in a lot of aspects of life. One more question from Cheryl, asking you a question from the Lone Star State. So proud to live in a red state. I want to remain practical and believe that all COVID restrictions will be removed once the vaccine is available to the public. Slightly concerned though, that carrying papers as proof of getting a vaccine could be possible for America. Do you believe that America's future will require people to scan papers to enter stores or go to public events like concerts? Possible that Americans will just have to wear masks forever instead of showing proof of a vaccine? Absolutely love your show. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. This is already being introduced in Wales. It's already being introduced in the United Kingdom. And I'm sure uh, even though America prefers to go our own way sometimes and not like Europe or not even like the UK, I'm sure some of the left-wing politicians will, will try to push that through here. I won't do it when I do have to wear the mask in certain cases in public. I almost always have my nose poking out as a <laughs> not-so-subtle protest. Um, and then most of the time I, I don't even have it on. I, I don't pay attention to these stupid things. I'm not going to carry around papers so that I can do engage in commerce or, or anything like that. I'm just going to ignore it. And maybe there will be consequences to that. And maybe we deal with those consequences, but I'm going to ignore those, those ridiculous lockdown rules. And I think that you should too. That is our show. Wake up, stand up, be free. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles show. See you Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producers, Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Audio mixer, Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, Nika Geneva. And production assistant, Ryan Love. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. You know, the Matt Wall Show, it's not just another show about, about politics. I think there are enough of those already out there. We talk about culture because culture drives politics and it drives everything else. So my main focuses are life, family, faith. Those are fundamental. And that's what this show is about. I hope you'll give it a listen. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.